welcome to Kara's Coaching. My name is Kara, and I help Christian leaders balance the needs of the ministry with their own so they can have sustainable, effective impact and not burn out. If you have been in ministry or leadership for any amount of time, I am confident that you have experienced an endless list of needs, right? Your to-do list just keeps getting bigger and bigger. You try to delegate things. People don't do it. It gets back on your list. People have constant desire for you to help them, support them. And it probably feels like you always have to be on. And so as a Christian, it can be so easy to be sucked into this vortex of doing all the time and often get disconnected from the Lord and forgetting about intimacy with him. Even in your relationship with Jesus, often it can be like a marriage where instead of having date nights, we have productivity conversations. Who is paying the budget this meeting? Who's picking up the kids? Um, what bills are due? Uh, complaints about cleaning the house. Uh, and then there are specific requests like, hey, can you please stop at Costco? Right? And friends, this is not romantic. If you're doing this in your marriage, time to take a date night actually have a separate conversation for any administrative tasks than you do for your relationship. But actually we do the same thing with the Lord. And oftentimes our relationship with Jesus can be so focused on the ministry and how we're impacting people around us through your family and your friends, preaching the gospel as a pastor and so focused on how God is going to use you as a vessel to the world that we forget about just coming to the Lord to be with him ourselves. So I want to invite you back into rest, into that intimacy that you were born for, and to pause and meditate on what does God say is the highest priority. And he invites us into relationship. That connection is his highest priority. One of the things, even as leaders, it can be easy to focus on our righteousness and the enemy can bring so much attack of accusation. So I just want to equip you by reminding you of the scripture and just encouraging you about the rest of God. Today we're going to read in Hebrews 4. We're going to read a big chunk of scripture. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Now we who have believed enter that rest just as God had said. So I declared on it, an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he had spoken about the seventh day in these words. And on the seventh day, God rested from all of his work. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. It still remains that some will enter that rest and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience therefore again god set a certain day calling it today when a long time later he spoke through david as he said before 
Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Verse 8, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest has also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. Alrighty. Can you imagine a lifestyle of rest? Can you imagine breathing deep, spending time with the Lord just because you want to? Taking your spouse out for steak and just catching up on life. Can you imagine just praying as you open up your team meeting and feeling the rest and joy of God as you thank God for the opportunity to lead others? This is my desire for you, to help you live from this place of rest with God. Rest doesn't mean not doing anything. It doesn't mean sleeping all day. But it does mean ceasing from striving. That you can already know exactly what God thinks about you. That you can already know that you're doing enough. That you can already be fully aware of your righteousness in Jesus and God's pleasure in you. This is the lifestyle of rest. Nothing to prove. Nothing to earn. Just being in relationship with God and out of response of love for him, loving people around. Jesus invites you into this deep, life-giving rest and talks about ceasing from your efforts. Friend, you don't need to strive to be righteous. You don't need to check the boxes. They've already been checked on your behalf. And so as temptation comes in and says you need to do more, just a little bit more, stay busy, rushing around, the enemy says if he can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And so out of obedience to the Lord, we choose to say, God rested, so I'm going to come and take a break, literally take a break from the things I'm doing and help put that in our, our spirit, that our identity is not connected to what we do. It's so slippery, guys. It's so sneaky. And so instead of even making your bed one day a week, not making it, and connecting in with the Lord of doing nothing, just resting with God, just being with God, even one day a week for a Sabbath, and then regularly having that time with Jesus of just being with Jesus, just connecting with him. It really tests your faith and it really tests your identity because sometimes we can start feeling uncomfortable when we're not doing anything. Sometimes it's hard to believe that we're lovable if we're not producing anything. But this is exactly the point. It's choosing to trust in the finished work of Jesus on your behalf that Jesus is enough, that God has made you righteous, and that God speaks his love and identity over you as a son and as a daughter, that you are complete in the Lord, and you don't have to add anything to it. So I just bless you as Christian leaders. I bless you in your ministry. I bless you in your family. And as you care for those around you, that you would experience God's breathing slow, God's breathing deep, 
and his mercy and his grace, his heartbeat over your life. So Father, I just thank you for your kindness and your goodness, and that you would reveal this to us as leaders, that we can model you to the people around us out of rest and out of goodness and the love of God. Thank you, everyone. God bless you, and I hope you have such an excellent week. Thank you.